Hi all. So a while ago on YouTube, I stumbled down a wormhole of small kitchen appliance reviews. As I was looking to buy an air fryer and perhaps maybe a pressure cooker, that's when I stumbled across one of the worst YouTube chefs of all time. His name is Jack Scalfani, as I like to call him. Jack Salmonella Scalfani. I watch video after video of him butcher, sometimes quite literally, recipes. Imagine driving slowly past a multi-car pileup on the interstate. That's my face as I watched him teach the internet how to make partially cooked meals of varying types and taking awful and unneeded shortcuts to recipes that are already quick to prepare. The absolute horror of Jack's lazy man chefing air quote techniques to my boyfriend Tom and now since we can't unsee it we are opening your eyes to it as well I'm Michelle and I welcome you to join us for this horrific journey better known as Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man Welcome back to Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man Ho 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 that's right folks Merry Christmas Pink Chicken and I are ready for this wonderful Christmas holiday and we thought we'd cut another podcast for you right away so that you can enjoy the magic of Jack's second Christmas video Yeah you know what time it is What time is it It's time for the Christmas soup soup doop 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 Actually uh, Pink Chicken and I have come up with a new name for this This is not Christmas soup this is Christmas plop Christmas plop Cuz Everything he does with this recipe. He just plops it in the crock pot and goes to town. Christmas plop soup. Absurdly not a soup. It's more of a queso. It's a queso with pasta in it. Yeah. Does that sound appetizing to you folks? No. No. We're going to watch it anyway though. Tis the season. Tis the season to be confused. And slightly disgusted. All right folks, synchronize your YouTubulators. This video came out approximately a week ago. It's only got 5,800 views on it because nobody, nobody wants to see this. No, nobody should. Nobody wants to spend their Christmas with a guy. That's not, a, that's not a thing. <laughs> no. Jack getting immediately tense just watching him. We were watching him earlier try to walk from his kitchen counter to his dining room table and it was painful. And you're thinking, this is this guy's daily existence dragging his dying carcass from room to room to do this stupid YouTube cooking show that he's done for 10 years. That's killing him literally. That's literally killing him. <laughs> this horror show, which we're going to watch with you now. We are hitting go in three... Two, one. All right, we are in the Scalfani kitchen for Christmas. It's wrapped up like a goddamn Christmas present. Like Pink I said, Chicken hates those bows, folks. <laughs> I can't tell you how much. Even off air, she's like, "Why does he have those damn bows?" And immediately, right off the bat, we have the red bar of shame advertising the dot store extension. A very special thing just for my subscribers. Watch the bottom line here, which says discount code Jack for one ninety nine. I went to the dot store get.store. Maybe he raffled off the end. You don't even need to use discount code Jack to get this $1.99. I think you just need to go to the website and... Again, like so many of Jack's fake sponsorships, it's just affiliate marketing, folks. The people who are trying to sell goods and services on the internet know they need as wide a reach as possible. They'll let anybody have this. It's not special. It's not like they approached Jack and was like, Mr. Scalfani, we have to say we are so impressed with your crappy cooking over the past decade of your life. We want you to offer this obscure 
your global top-level domain to all of your viewers at this very special Dollar General price. And speaking of the red bar, you pointed out that when it's up on the screen... This is a little bit of video post-production magic, folks. So when you go to put a graphic like that in your non-linear editing system as a graphic overlay to your video, you get to choose a little thing that says, you know, lower third graphic, however you do it, rectangle, marquee, whatever. That's going to be perfectly 90 degrees. That's going to be perfectly level with the horizon. The computers draw straight lines better than humans do. So he does that. The problem is where Jack puts that line is at the horizon line of his counter, which only goes to show how off level his tripod or monopod, whatever he uses, actually is. That red bar is perfectly aligned to the horizontal plane. But you can see the bottom of his cabinet starts on the left and the top of the cabinet is on the right. And the counter is like, it's off by a good four or five degrees. It's definitely not level. I mean, you can kind of notice it without really waiting until that bar comes up. But it, with that bar coming up, it's very noticeable. He's positioned the camera about a foot to the right of where he normally has it. And the camera's the camera's panned a little bit to the right because we see Piggy in the corner. We, 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 we see you, Piggy. We see you. And we see his magnetic knife rack. We're getting a little bit more of the door jam on the right than we did in the, in the Christmas crack video. It's widened out as far as he possibly can. The exposure is actually good. It's a little over and he's got that stupid Christmas sign in the back, which is catching the light panel on the right and throwing a glare on everything. And of course, he still doesn't know not to aim the stupid light panel at the completely reflective stainless steel surface of his microwave. But in terms of overall exposure, this is not bad. So we pause the video at 123-ish to do that digression. So now we're getting into the ingredients here. If you could call them that. Again, it's combining with Jack or plopping with Jack as we're calling this video. The Christmas plop. Oh, and he has a new Lazy Man recipe intro or... My concept is that he's working with some kind of social media consultant who's like, you know, you don't forget all the content yourself, Jack. How do you get some stock footage in there? So his stock footage, which looks weirdly sexual, it's a very attractive, handsome man sleeping in a chair. With some weird lullaby playing in the background. He's napping. He's not lazy. So we got Velveeta sour cream, tricolored rotini, three different kinds of diced tomatoes in two or look like they're 15 ounces. One looks like it's double that. Much like the Christmas crack, although that was supposed to be traditional Christmas colors, everything he's pointing out here, like the green and red of the pasta and the red of the tomatoes and the white of the sour cream, those aren't Christmas colors, Jack. That's Italian colors. There was parsley, salt, pepper, pepper flakes. Red pepper flakes. Red pepper flakes that actually look like red pepper flakes. Did I say sour cream? Yeah, and then the chips. So now we're, he's tapping. The chips have a hint of guac. Yes, they're green, as he points out. So now we're going in to the crock pot, which you see from a top angle view. He's pouring in the diced tomatoes. He's got, like, this is basically, I would say, a dump and go recipe, if you've ever heard of what those are. Now, wait a minute. Pause the video right there. Okay. Because I just noticed something that I didn't notice before. Bigfoot? No. That would have been more interesting than this video. He had two of the 15-ounce cans poured in that he had sitting on the counter. Yes. He did not put the larger size can in. But what he did put in was a can of Rotel, which was not out on the counter. I just noticed that. I thought this I This is saw- why you watch us, folks. I you watch th- us for the secret scalp. <laughs> 
ingredients. (laughs) So he sits there and he taps and back and forth and blabbing about whatever with the silicone ring on on the crock pot for, I don't know, 15, 30 seconds. That's when he starts dumping stuff in. First can, which is the Italian spiced tomatoes, 15 ounce can goes in. Second can, which was the yellow one, which I think was just plain diced tomatoes goes in. That's Rotel. That is Rotel. Oh, I forgot in the ingredients. You put the big can in? Chicken stock. I missed the chicken stock. Oh, chicken bone broth. Chicken bone broth. He did not put the other can in. But this is all, this is all just appetizer, folk. You're, you're waiting like we are for the star of the show. Get ready, folks. Here it comes. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. We got to put the spices in first. I forgot this all is, about Yeah, this it. is basil. I don't remember if he mentioned basil in the beginning, but he's like, I got to no, put the basil in No, he said, he said it's parsley. In. Here's the star of the show. A one pound block of Velveeta. I had to do a little research on this because I thought I was going to be horrified. You have no idea. We're, we're going to pause the video here for Where just are we another at? moment. Uh, time index like four minutes and three seconds. We are time index four minutes and three seconds. Charitably, that is the one pound family size block of Velveeta. Now, you know Tammy and Jack Jr. do not eat the crap he cooks on the YouTube shows. He eats it mostly himself. Mm-hmm. Velveeta is one of those substances that to get around a lot of the food labeling requirements, nobody sits there with a fork and eats the whole damn thing, but Jack's going to. If you have something that just has a monstrous amount of low nutritional quality to it, tons of salt, tons of sugar, tons of fat, rather than measuring out in a human serving size, they play a little trick with you and they say, oh, the serving size for Velveeta is two tablespoons. Nobody does that. People use it by the cup, but they measure it by two tablespoons just so the calorie count and the fat count doesn't look monstrous. But I found online a place that lists the nutritional ingredients for one pound block of Velveeta. Now, charitably, because Jack buys all his crap at Walmart and Sam's Club, and they sell bigger quantities of Velveeta than a regular grocery store sells, even giving Jack the benefit of the doubt here, would we like to play a guessing game as to how many calories are in a one pound brick of Velveeta, which you see Jack now adding in one inch slices, not cubes, to his Christmas plop soup? How many calories? So on the on the one pound block, you're saying the serving size is two teaspoons. Tablespoons. Tablespoons. Right. Okay. Now he's adding the whole block here, so we got to count Assuming all of it. Assuming it's a pound, how many? At calories? the very least, one thousand. 374 calories. All right. The calories are one thing. What's the sodium? 6,799 milligrams. It's like... It is literally 300%. Three times a normal human's daily intake of sodium. So be like... As recommended by the Food and Drug Administration. Like binge eating a half a case of ramen noodles. It's basically sitting down with that... You know that cylindrical can of Morton salt you get at the supermarket? Basically sit down and eat that. Ugh. But wait, there's more. Can you guess the saturated fat content of a one pound block of Velveeta? 30 grams? No. A hundred grams? In a one pound block of Velveeta, 65. Oh, and it's right in the middle. Okay. 66 grams of saturated fat in this. 325% of one human's daily intake of saturated fat. Not in one meal. Not in one food item. This is in one ingredient. And we haven't even talked about the tomatoes, which always have a little bit of salt in them. And the chicken broth. And the chicken broth. And the Tostitos, because... 
because those are pretty salty. You're about to watch Jack. Even if you say he's he has those big crock bowls, you're about to watch a man who is going in for surgery, perhaps hours, probably days after this tapes, consume somewhere in the neighborhood of one to three hundred percent of his daily sodium intake. With that note, we're back into a four minutes three seconds was our pause time. We're taking a segue because really he's making dip here. At that point, when he has all of the wet ingredients, the parsley, basil, whatever it was that he tossed in there, he covers it. He put it on high. Yep, for an hour. For an hour. In the meantime, he- He's basically melting the Velveeta. He could make the soup in five minutes. It's just broth, tomato, and, and cheese. He it's queso. The, yeah, he could nuke the cheese for a minute. In the meantime, he cooks a pound of the tricolored rotini. Not in the crock pot. This is on the stove. He's cooking them. He could use regular rotini, but he wants to be festive. Oh, he's putting in the pepper flakes at this point. After, I guess, most of the cheese has melted, well, if after not the, all. After it was cooked, I thought he was, he said, oh, I want to add this to the last minute to add a color element. I thought he was going to put it in the bowl, like as a garnish. No, he's actually got to use oh, ingredient. Now he's dumping in the sour cream. You have to be really careful when you add sour cream to stuff in the crock pot, because it will absolutely curdle if it's if it's too hot. You're supposed to temper it with a little bit of the liquid before you dump it in, because not it that. absolutely will curdle. And he just goes for it, dumps it right the Jack fuck in. has no idea about tempering or any other cooking technique. Oh, don't forget, sour cream added a whole bunch of saturated fat to it, too. And, and salt, right? Oh, yeah. He whisks that as, in. It looks like it's thickened up maybe a little bit, but... As, I, as sugar-laden as the Christmas crack candy was, this is like going for the sodium equivalent of that. Here we're plopping in the rotini now, which doesn't go in easily because they're all basically clung together. So either he... Well, you can imagine what he did here was, as soon as he put the lid on the Velveeta death soup, he immediately <laughs> ran over, turned the water on the gas stove, boiled the thing and made the pasta. And let it sit? Yeah, okay. rather than cooking the pasta and be like, oh, I have about 10 more minutes on my crock pot. Let me turn on my water and boil my pasta so it's red hot, go right in it. No. That's what I thought he would have done. He let it coagulate. He let it cool and coagulate like pasta does. So now we all the ingredients in the pot here. It's it's time to serve it up. Oh yeah, get your chuck wagons on. Oh, this is why he has those corn chips on. Which again, if you're if you're pulling out the corn chips and saying, Oh, I'm gonna dip these I'm gonna dip these chips in this, you have admitted to yourself that you have made dip. I could see you getting away with that with maybe chili, depending on what kind of chili it is that you make. And the other thing I looked for a recipe similar to this anywhere. Like if you just search Christmas soup, there are Christmas soups out there, but none of them except for one recipe are this recipe. Most of them are like broccoli soup or like potato soup, like something now, I don't know how it came up in your Google search, but yeah, on YouTube, there's no there's no Christmas soup. There's like no this Christmas soup. But if you go right to Google and you just type in the word Christmas soup, the first result you get is a blog post that is this recipe. And the person that writes the recipe even says this is basically case so dip, but in a soup. This is the only recipe that is like that out there, and it is disgusting. You can see in the crock pot itself, and in his Ninja Foodie crock pot, you can see the liquid level, because there's a scum at the top of the bowl. The liquid level has dropped down significantly. Oh, here comes the walk of shame. He tries to hobble, hobble. over to the table. He's limping, God. and he can barely carry the crock. Now, admittedly, those crocks are made like a cast iron. Like, they're heavier is what I'm trying to say. But it's just a man carrying a bowl and it was of soup. Full 
it was full to the, to the rim for somebody that has an addled stroke arm. And is going in for major surgery less than 48 hours after taping that. Yeah. And and we did find out, because um, Jack watched his live stream, what, whatever was of it this weekend. He did make it out of the surgery fine. He's fine. They took a little less than half of his thyroid. I don't know what the lasting health effects are going to be because of it. Well, we discussed that in the last video. He's now going to have to take a, a medication called Synthroid, which is just basically the synthetic hormone that your thyroid produces. I would think you'd have to keep an eyeball on your diet. I mean, you'd have to keep an eyeball on your diet anyway with all the other ailments he has. Well, not to turn this into a medical podcast, but I'm going to need you to pull your pants down. No, I'm kidding. The thyroid is a gland. And so there's two ways it basically goes wrong. It either stops working or it gets infected or cancerous. Something happens to it. There's a growth in there, either benign or cancerous. When the surgeon just did a quick biopsy. They did not find thyroid cancer, nor did they find nodules that you normally find if it's a benign thyroid thing that can go bad. They also didn't remove the whole thing, which means it didn't look bad to the surgeon operating on that. That leads me to believe, amateur Sherlock medical detective that I am, that Jack didn't really have anything wrong with his thyroid. He just complained like a man baby to the doctor because he wasn't feeling good. Everything that goes wrong with the thyroid can basically be blamed on the stereotypical American diet. Jack has these lifestyle problems that he keeps ascribing to the doctor. The doctor will happily perform those types of surgeries. A while ago, they wanted to remove my gallbladder, and I said, I don't think it's a problem. I had a GI infection, spent like six days in the hospital, taking antibiotics till the infection cleared out of me. Here, I did some research. The number one performed surgery in America is gallbladder surgery, because you can do it with no consequences. The second most performed surgery in the United States, thyroid surgery, because you don't really need it. What is the end game here? They want Money. the insurance money. Yeah. Okay. Jack's case is a little bit different. What else are you going to do when you have this guy that's morbidly obese that tells you about his diet? Better yet, if you're the doctor, you could go on YouTube. Can you imagine being Jack's doctor? Like his primary care physician or he, his GI You know doctor. he goes in that doctor's office. He's like, I'm a big YouTube chef and celebrity. And the, doc the doctor's going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, send me a link. You know, email me a link. And he did. Can you imagine the doctor sitting there one night and going, oh my God. <laughs> Oh, oh, the humanity. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Just imagine these last two videos. Dr. What's-His-Name sitting there watching Jack cook Christmas crack candy that has two pounds of sugar <laughs> in the white candy chocolate alone. And the next video, the very next video, he's eating 400% of the US RDA recommended intake of sodium. The doctor's like, what, what, what am I doing this for? He's making this physician question his life choices. It doesn't get any better. No. It doesn't, it's not going to get any better from here. It's not like one day Jack's going to wake up and be like, oh, I should just do salad cooking videos. No. It's now, now, we know over the summer he was trying to lean keto. I think that ship has sailed. This is how Jack decided he was going to lean keto. Every keto diet comes with what they call fat bombs. So what Jack saw was like, oh, you see all these keto recipes and it's like keto cookies, keto bread, and these things they call fat bombs. It's cream cheese just dipped in dark chocolate and, and everybody's doing it and it could be a healthy lifestyle but I can eat chocolate covered sheet cream cheese every day. We let him go because this is our entertainment, folks. This is what yeah. we do for fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, so on the... 
upcoming episodes that we have on the horizon, we're going to go back. We we went a little backwards and we went a little bit forwards. We're going to go back again. Well, but don't forget, we took our five-month sabbatical. We, yeah. Uh, we, you know, we traced our steps in the Himalayas. We, so we're picking and choosing our episodes here that we want to review. We had did, brunch with the Dalai Lama. We did the honey. The garlic pork chops. The awful pork chops. Ribs that didn't fall apart. Christmas crack. We're going to go back a couple episodes and do the abomination that is... Gordon Ramsay's Beef Wellington. Which is sad and unfortunate. That'll be our season finale I think we're going to do. I don't know if these two Christmas episodes are, will take us to our to our 14th episode and the, the Beef Wellington will be the bonus episode for this season or if the Beef Wellington is actually going to be our 14th episode. We'll have another week or two here in the end of the month. And, hellscape of 2020. And the Hellscape of 2020. So Jack's been releasing Monday and Friday at 6 o'clock. So we'll be on the lookout for what else he puts out. He did put out a FA video on Friday, which oh, was God. very embarrassing and just really confusing. Third time we screwed that up. But yeah, I think we're going to just slide on through the rest of 2020 and get the hell out of here. Just like you folks. We're tired of 2020. We're tired of Jack. We're tired of 2020 with Jack. I'm sure you are, but let's throw in a couple more episodes. And if we don't see you before then, happy new year, folks. Stay tuned for our Beef Wellington episode with Gordon Ramsay. We might have some auditory surprises in our Beef Wellington podcast for you. Jack and Mr. Ramsay's opinion of Jack's cooking. Maybe. It's fucking raw. Until then, folks, I am Lazy Man. This is Pink Chicken, and we are Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man. Ho, ho, ho.